Hello and welcome to the Football Manager Show by The Athletic, recorded as live with a blanket on my head. It's the podcast that's probably going to regret its attempt to reignite the career of Connor Wickham. Ah, I've finally come to the end of my first season with Nottingham Forest, found him in 22nd place in November, secured a place in the playoffs in April, and crashed out the playoffs in May. I mean, we still had Carl Jenkinson in the first team. On balance, promotion would have been too soon. Second season starts tonight. I've got Lee Griffiths up front now. I've got some lad called Hannibal in midfield. I've never had a plan come together, but I think I'd love it if this one did. And that's not the only second season that's about to start. Because of you and your support, your subscriptions, your reviews, we have successfully completed our trial period and earned ourselves a full-time contract. Thank you. You may have spotted that we've also got a Twitter account now. That's FMPodAthletic, so go and follow us there. Uh, by the time you hear this, you should also be able to find some FM content on The Athletic. Uh, we're opening up with a great big article on starting a new game. There's going to be loads of stuff there, including a brand new FM challenge. Um, thank you so much just for, for listening and for being awesome and doing all of that stuff. Um, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and in a sign of how incredibly dynamic this show is going to be now, uh, I had a message today on Twitter because I was fretting about Connor Wickham there. Uh, RDF Tactics, uh, he got in touch at RDF Tactics. He said, uh, Connor Wickham is actually an excellent wide target man and that's a hard position to fill. So on the basis of RDF Tactics, who also says that I should stick him on the weakest fullback and then overload, all right, I'll give that a go. Let's see if it works. Right, we've got a cracking show today. Uh, we've got Ben Mouncer from the Norwich City podcast on the ball talking about a six-way online football manager game. Um, but earlier today, I spoke to Alex Pitt from Sports Interactive about FM Touch and FM Mobile. Alex Pitt. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, one of the the issues that some people have with uh, with Football Manager is that it's a gigantic sentient spreadsheet and it takes up an awful lot of time and, and not everyone's got that much time. Um, but for those who haven't, there is FM Touch and FM Mobile. And briefly, what's the difference between the two? Basically, Mobile is the fastest possible way to to get that FM experience, and it's focused on on getting the FM experience on the go. So um, uh, the idea is, you know, if you've got let's say a five or ten minute tube journey, there's probably less of that going on at the moment. Um, but <laughs> you can quickly boot up FM Mobile, and uh, you can manage your game in that short space of time just quickly, and then go on to whatever else you're doing. And it's kind of reduced to like basic tactics and picking your team and transfers and things yes yeah, so there's there's still a lot of features in the game for example they had mobile added dynamics this year um as one of the major features and there was a tactics revamp so it brought it a fair bit closer to the tactics in fm and fm touch so still still a very detailed football management simulation i would say but certainly yeah a lot more focused on on being sort of pick up and play and uh able to play in kind of little short bursts and get through the seasons pretty quickly i don't know how you've managed it um but you've packed in so much and it still feels quite intuitive as well it's quite 
quite um, a, an easy experience to sort of skip around, which I, I was a bit worried about. Yeah, definitely. That's always the focus all the way through. It's it's keeping it, you know, we want it to still be a, a realistic simulation of football management, but we want it to be fun and accessible at the same time. So, yeah, the guys who, who work on mobile have done, done a fantastic job over the years at, at getting that balance right. Now, FM Touch... Uh, I thought these two would be fairly similar, but it's a very, very different beast. And it's not that dissimilar from the full fat version, is it? Uh, no. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, compared to mobile, it's a lot closer to the, the full fat version of FM. It's got the full 3D engine. It's got pretty much all of the same tactical options. Both mobile and touch pull from the um, the, the FM database, but uh, mobile will pull slightly less in terms of number of players and stuff like that. Um, and touch will be still slight, slightly less than FM, but a bit more than mobile. Um, so it's it's kind of that halfway house between uh, mobile and and full fat FM. So between the three versions, we feel like we've we've got a, a version of Football Manager for absolutely everyone. We hope with FM Touch, is it full fat FM, but with with fewer sort of background options? Like it's the same match engine. The database seems to be broadly the the same as well. There's just some of the more intricate stuff that you might want to fiddle around with on the full fat version you can't do on the touch version. Yeah, exactly that basically. Yeah, it's um it's it's basically the more streamlined way um compared to FM to to experience life in a dugout and get that kind of FM experience. Well, the one thing I found it it's definitely really really good for online multiplayer, isn't it? Um not least because not everyone in your group will have played it at the same you know level and the same intense ferocity there might be people who haven't played for sort of 15 20 years but you send them a copy of um, fm touch and and it's a lot less daunting for sort of relatively green users yeah definitely and it's, it's worth noting if you buy football manager you get uh, football manager touch uh, for free as well so um, if you are an fm player um, it's a potential option for you uh, if maybe you find You've got a mate who always takes ages uh, in your online career modes or something. Uh, that's usually me when I'm playing an online career. So no one wants to play an online game with me anymore. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah, it's um, if, if you're finding they take too long uh, on FM, then um, I'll definitely recommend having a look at FM Touch because um, with the more streamlined gameplay and, and uh, yeah, slightly less detail, you'll be able to get through the seasons a bit quicker. Touch also has uh, versus mode, which isn't in in Full Fat FM, uh, which is a way to um, uh, Neil Brock would have uh, talked about it on one of your previous um, episodes, where you can just do a quick one-off game or a one-off tournament or league, and you can also export your team from career mode, either in Touch or or your career mode from FM, and then import that into versus mode in in FMT and use that team. So yeah, th this opens up the possibility, you know, if you and your friend of both I don't know Arsenal fans and you both got your Arsenal team 10 seasons deep so a good opportunity to find out who's actually doing the best by facing off on uh, on a versus mode on touch that like you you spend uh, what I'd imagine would be all day and every day trying to put these games together to make them more intuitive um, to streamline them it must be a hell of a job do, do you still get the chance to play for fun uh not as much these days as i used to and would like to um so yeah i need i have to try and uh carve out time to do it because um you know it's hard it's hard to kind of do my job without knowing you know having a snapshot of how the game is looking at a given time so i try to as much as i can but uh yeah it can it can be hard to find the time sometimes and uh 
yeah, I, I think my last my last time I really got into a save, I've done bits and pieces, but the last time I really got into a save was FMT eighteen now, um, which was uh which was a save with Seoul Eland um in the uh wow. Korean second division uh and taking them them to the Asian Champions League. Um but yeah it's that um, is niche. Yeah, I, I like to uh try try the smaller nations. I'm thinking about am I in Iceland <laughs> or, or Sweden next? Uh, for a big save. <laughs> well, that is outstanding. Where, if uh, we wanted to get a copy of um, mobile, would we find it, and how much? Uh, so mobile is available on the the App Store, on Apple devices, and the Google Play Store and Android devices, and it's eight ninety nine. Absolute bargain. Yeah, and Touch is uh, available all over the place. Uh, so it's on it's on the App Store for Apple devices and the Google Play Store for Android devices for nineteen ninety nine. It's available on Steam and the Epic Games Store for twenty one ninety nine as a standalone, or you can buy uh, full FM and you get it for free. Uh, and it's on Switch uh, on the Nintendo eShop for twenty nine ninety nine. And then we've also got FM Xbox Edition as of this year, which is based on Touch, uh, and that's also twenty nine ninety nine on the uh, Microsoft Store. So um, or your regional equivalent, obviously. We had a couple of questions just in on Twitter uh, about Touch. Um... One from Tim Edwin Seven says, "On FM Touch, is it important to get an assistant manager with high motivation? I always assume that things like team talks are just automatically done in the background by the staff. Is that correct, or do they not just uh, just not happen at all? They basically don't happen at all, really. Um, but nevertheless, I'd say uh, it's always worth having a having an assistant with with good motivation um, attributes because uh, pretty much." good across the board for your assistant he's is such a key role in in touch um because you know there are fewer options available to you to kind of tweak and tinker um for example the the team training is a bit less detailed so your assistant has a greater role in in team training and you mainly just kind of um tell the assistant to focus you can tell the assistant to focus on a particular area um but he's still the one kind of planning all the sessions and stuff so um, yeah, it's a really important role. It, he also um, affects how kind of how effective your scouting team is generally. That's based on how good the assistant is. So, uh, yes, the better better attributes across the board you can find for your assistant, the better I'd say. Excellent. And uh, Jeremy Parenti writes uh, asking about how many leagues you can get going on the the smartphone. I can actually save you a job here because Tom Davidson answered this earlier. Uh, he said as FM Mobile is developed for a broad range of smartphones. We have to restrict the number of leagues, but it's our hope that as mobile technology moves forward, we'll be able to increase the number of loadable leagues and nations. Um, so pretty much every version will come out should run a bit smoother and maybe a bit bigger than, than the one before. Um, Alex, thank you so much for, for joining us uh, about that. The, the games are incredible. I had a, a great fun testing them this weekend. Um, and I cannot stress enough, if you're trying to get a lapsed friend back into the game then uh fm touch versus mode is a really good way to do it nice and simple you get to play each other straight away alex thanks for coming on the show no worries thanks a lot for having me right i've only got one reason for you to subscribe to the athletic today and that reason is david ornstein now people often throw the accusation of lazy journalism around they do it with impunity and and in some cases i can see why but there is no lazy journalism at the athletic David Ornstein broke the Meza Ozil story this weekend. He'd been tracking it for ages. He'd been patiently working his contacts, getting every bit together from the highest of high-level sources. Now, 
you will know, as I do, there is an awful lot of fluff, toot and bollocks out there in football media world. But when you read something from The Athletic, you know it is impeccably sourced. That's why it's worth paying for. But you listen to this show, so you don't have to pay full price. Just type theathletic.com forward slash fmpod into your browser. You'll be able to sign up for £3.99 a month for six months. That's a quid a week or 14.2p a day. What are you even waiting for? Theathletic.com forward slash fmpod. Okay, earlier today, it was my great pleasure to speak to Ben Mouncer from the Norwich City podcast On The Ball. In March 2020, Ben and five friends did what I think every one of us wishes we'd done at that time. They started a great big online game. It's still going now, nearly a year of real time later and seven seasons of game time. Ben, welcome to the show. I am unspeakably jealous. <laughs> oh, no, th- thanks for having me on in. I'm very excited about this. How did it all get started? Because, you know, you go back to March 2020 and it seems like the world's ending and you're like, hmm, interesting opportunity for a link-up game. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, me me and the group of friends involved, we used to do um, network games back in the day, but we're talking, you know, a decade ago when we were at sixth form in university and I had no responsibilities. Obviously, over the course of the past 10 years, people have... Um, you know, amazingly got girlfriends and, and careers and things like that. So Football Manager has taken, especially network games, have taken a bit of a backseat. But in March, obviously with lockdown, um, one of the groups suggested, should we um, should we reconvene initially as, you know, just for a bit of fun? Obviously in March, everyone thought that lockdown was probably going to last a couple of months and then the world would be back to normal um, <sighs> by, by the summer. But um, well, yeah, so, so we started it and it's still going now and I, I think it's fair to say we're probably enjoying it more now than we ever have done we've we've just completed our seventh season there's six of us so that's quite an achievement I think to do seven seasons with six players um involved in the game how does it actually work like on a technical level because I I struggle to get my friends organized for just drinks on zoom um a <laughs> six-way football manager campaign like do you book up blocks in the diary and like tell your tell your partners that this is what you're doing with your evening uh, basically, yeah. F- from the beginning, we kind of set Sunday nights and Wednesday nights as football manager nights. So it's two nights a week. Um, obviously, during during lockdown, like we are at the moment, it's very easy to kind of stick to that schedule. Um, over the summer, when we did continue the game, even though rules were relaxed a bit, we kind of had to adapt a bit. But yeah, twice a week. Um, I'm the host of the game, so I kind of am responsible for arranging the the schedule. We kind of look two, three weeks in advance just to make sure everyone's everyone gets the... Um, the goes as we call them booked into the into the diary and uh yeah it kind of goes from there is there one person who is always slowing everything down by like spending two and a half hours doing a search for a left back or something <laughs> well we do have a kind of a set of unwritten rules about that kind of thing um so if, if we're looking for players um which are you know a, a lot of us a lot of us are fm traditionalists obviously the scouting system in the game now is very sophisticated but we still like to go and hunt around south america and and um africa and you know the, the far flung corners of europe to try and find players ourselves but we do that we do that offline so out of game time so i'll load up the game for um all the players whenever whenever's convenient for them and we'll kind of have those 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 two three hour sessions where you don't press continue um oh that's <laughs> a good idea so you basically yeah. got like two types of session there's like the prepping session and the playing session yeah, exactly. Because if if you kind of didn't have that, I think it would just become too slow. 
And I think um, the, the the success of the game has, has been how we've just been able to progress it quite quickly. And, and that, that's kind of one of the, the things we put in place right from the beginning. Did you do anything in the options to sort of speed that up? Because I know that there's an option to sort of take out TV scheduling, isn't there? Yeah, we did that. So we, games are only on Saturdays and Wednesdays. We um, we put timers on the game um, during international breaks. We don't during kind of a normal fixture schedule, but people just people just move move the game forward anyway. But yeah, we um, we definitely do the TV scheduling thing, and we also have a <laughs> when a season finishes, so middle of May up to I think when the when the season officially transitions to the next season, which is at the end of June, between the end of May or the middle of May and the end of June, we basically do nothing. We just continue the game no one's allowed to do anything it just ensures that that kind of gulf of time is swallowed up <laughs> and then uh, and then we're able to to continue because one of the best things about the online game is if you finish your game really quickly ideally in a positive way you know, nice simple two nil victory and then you can go and spy on the uh, on the other players can't you and go, go and watch their game that's always one of the more pleasant things if your friends aren't doing very well <laughs> yeah i mean th- i think for us that's one of the joys of the game you're, you're invested not only in your own team but you're invested in five other teams as well and over the course of like seven seasons which we've which we've done now you kind of there's there's just a trove of players and staff and regens now of course who are um who are in the game so you're kind of yeah you're kind of invested in a lot more than just your own team with these but there must have been some awkward moments because seven seasons i mean someone must have been sacked by now <laughs> Yeah, um, I was. I know that. Um, oh no! Yeah, I think we've had. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing pretty well now. But I was, I was sacked from Wigan. I'll just um, get Wigan's name in there, just to um, bad name them. But yeah, no, a, a few sackings, but you know, a few promotions, relegations. Had domestic cup wins. We've had European cup wins. We've had, um, and obviously the, the 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 great encounters are when we play each other, which um, always seem to be a little bit more unpredictable. That it's that classic football cliche of. Um, form goes out of the window normally for like derby matches but for these what we call human games it, it does seem to be <laughs> the way as well well that's what I always found when when I was playing with uh, Alex Stewart and, and Matt Stanger um, where we had Rangers and Celtic games and you couldn't predict how the the human games were going to go because for the first time you're not playing an AI you're you're playing a a a human with human emotions who's going to do strange things. Um, and that's that's one of my favourite things about it, is it just it takes the game that you've played quite a lot on your own and, and makes it makes it different and weirder and uh, and, and often scarier as well. Uh, who on on your um on your group has has done the best? Is there like a an out and out leader now? So out of the six, there's one one manager who has been with the same club from the very beginning. So we started off in the championship and this manager has guided his team from the championship into the Premier League and won the Europa League. So I think overall, um, he would be considered the most successful. Joe, well done, Joe. You've got name checks. Um, <laughs> Joe, Queen's Park Rangers. Great job, mate. Congratulations. But um, he, I, I've, ju- I've just won the Europa League with Queen's Park Rangers. Yes, within seven seasons. Pretty good, that. Joe, mate, that's yeah. amazing. And where did you end up after Wigan? I then went to Hull, got Hull promoted, and now I'm at Everton. And I've just achieved the highest league finish of anybody by finishing second in the Premier League, so I'm just going to get that in. Joe to get all the credit. <laughs> uh, in, in the seven seasons that you've been playing, what's the weirdest thing that's happened? There, there, was, there was a great moment, which I've promised the other guys that I'd bring up, which is when... Um, so we have a rule where you can't approach another human human team's players on the game if you want to try and buy someone off another human manager you have to talk to them offline and make it very formal you know we don't want to upset any players on the game no gentlemen um exactly but there was um there was an instance where 
one of one of the managers had the goalkeeper Christian Walton on loan, and I think he was out of contract at the end of the season. And um, another manager approached to sign Christian Walton once he was able to, um, believing that because he was on loan at the other club, it wasn't it didn't fall under that rule. And and there, there had to be an <laughs> offline there had to be an offline phone conversation to resolve this. <laughs> resolve this problem. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. So we we were going to talk about how this has brought everyone together in a difficult time, but actually it caused a bit of bit of a row. There've been a few tense moments. There was an FA Cup quarter final which I lost on penalties to another manager um, in the season we've just done, which was very tense. But no, actually, all in all, the game has been it's it's just been incredible. I think everyone has kind of struggled in their own way during lockdown and, and has, has looked for some form of escapism from, from the world we're currently living in. And Football Manager has definitely provided that for all of us. We have a we have a video call while the game is going on, a six-way video call. Um, so it's pretty raucous at times, pretty tense at others. I loved when you were talking to Alex Stewart in on the, on the podcast and saying that um, whenever you beat the, the opposition manager, you, you can't help but sound incredibly sarcastic when you deliver. There's <laughs> yeah. just no good way of getting through it. <laughs> and I think over video calls as well, that it's difficult sometimes to sort of interpret and, and put context around someone's words. So it's, it's, it's um, yeah, so you don't. But all in all, we, we have such great fun. I think, and you'll, you'll understand this, Ian, probably more than anyone that, you know, I'm in my early 30s and I've been playing this game for many, many years. There's always that devil on your shoulder telling you that, oh, you know, you really should be doing something else with your time, like learning Mandarin or, you know, doing doing something a lot more fulfilling. But actually, <laughs> during lockdown, this feels like a really, a really kind of good thing to be doing with 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 my group of mates, and I think we all feel the same. So we, a bit a bit of less guilt about pouring so many hours into Football Manager, I think. Oh God, yeah. I mean, at a time like this, what the hell else are you gonna do? Exactly. I think most of us have pretty much completed Netflix now anyway, so uh, it's uh, it's this or just staring sadly out the window. And uh, there are times when one thing leads to another. Uh, but that's another story entirely. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Ben's podcast is On The Ball. That's the Athletic Norwich podcast. Um, good luck to everyone um, for, for the rest of the season. I think uh, there's not a single person listening to this who isn't extremely jealous. Thanks for having me on, Ian. Appreciate it. Okay, next up, Letters and Book Club. Hello there, this is Adam Hurry, host of Football Clichés on The Athletic. It's the podcast that explores the glorious and unique language of football. The words, the phrases, the mannerisms, and above all, the clichés. To me, for me, Clive, basically means I have this opinion which I'm not entirely sure about, but I'd like to qualify that it is my opinion and then I'm putting it to you. That's essentially all those I three... I think it's not for me, Clive, isn't it? Is it more, more not more of a negative be, no, thing? Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I think it's a uh, not for me, Clive. Fancy a cup of tea, not for me, Clive. Not for me, Clive. You can listen to Football Clichés for free wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, ad-free on the app when you subscribe to The Athletic. Welcome back. It's time for your letters, which will be juxtaposed against a soundtrack of the people who live upstairs who have invited more people around. Um, first up is Rook Getsudi, writing from Bogota. Hi, Ian. Really enjoying the pod, getting loads of tricks out of it. Question, can we expect an update of Football Manager now that we know the rules of Brexit? Um, 
Rookget wants to see if it's possible to set up like a city group style club system to nurture young players in different leagues before their 18th birthday. And also says, I've got two assistant managers. How do I switch between them for my in-match advice? And we put this to Sports Interactive. They said, actually included some updates to Brexit in the game in the last update before Christmas. Um, so that's already in there. Uh, you can also set up a similar similar system to City's group of clubs by using the affiliate clubs so that you get clubs in certain regions and you send players there to work around work permit restrictions. And there is actually no way at the moment for you to manually select which assistant gives you the advice. But they say that this is such a good question and such a good point, they're going to add it to the feature request for the game. So who knows, that might crop up in a future version. Andrew Forrester uh, says... I heard on your podcast that when searching for players, you can search for Wonder Kids. I've tried doing this, but I can't find it. Okay, this gets a little complex, so you might want to listen to this two or three times, but I'll try to be clear. Sports Interactive say, it is possible to search for players that have been dubbed Wonder Kids, but you do have to delve quite deep to get to it. On the player search screen, you'll need to click on the drop-down menu that says Overview next to the number of players you found. From there, select Custom and customise your current view. Then you want to scroll down to Media Description and hit the Add button. When it's been added to the right-hand column, it's worth selecting Media Description again and moving it up so that it comes just after Age. Hit OK and you should see it appear as a sortable column on the player search screen. Click it one more time, sort it alphabetically and scroll down to find every single person in the game that's dubbed a wonder kid. I wonder how many times you're going to have to listen to that um, to be able to do it. You have to let me know if you're still having problems there. But there you go. That is a kind of treasure chest filled with wonder kids. Andrew Lorne says, do the owners have different personalities in the game? Uh, yes say Sports Interactive, they do. It has a real effect on the game. Non-players have their own attributes, and that's owners and chairmen with attribute fields like patience, interference, and resources. We can also determine what type of financial backing the owner gives the club, so you might be lucky enough to get that blank checkbook, or you might get someone who's more miserly with their cash, regardless of how much is in the bank. Uh, the owner also has an effect on the club's vision and the club culture, uh, you might have objectives that are harder to achieve with a more ambitious owner. Um, so, yes, they're all different. Um, keep sending your questions in. You can do it on Twitter, where our address is fmpodathletic, fmpodathletic on Twitter. Or you can just email uh, imacintosh at theathletic.com. Everyone loves an email. Right, we've just about got time for Book Club. Um, huge apologies here. I wasn't actually able to read the Marcello Bielsa book, as promised last week. It is next on the list. I got sidetracked by the Sam Allardyce autobiography, which is um, which is great. It's like every football manager book you've ever read compressed into just one volume. Um, Nick Miller put it best when he said that every chapter could easily end with the line, Needless to say, I had the last laugh. And in fairness, he usually did. Um, favourite bit of this book is right at the end. It's You have to bear in mind, it's written in 2015 when he's just unconsciously uncoupled from West Ham. And in the book, he kind of implies that he doesn't think he'll get back into football because he doesn't really need the money. He's quite enjoying the grandchildren. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the end of the career. 
Since then, he's managed Sunderland, England, Crystal Palace, Everton and West Brom. That's more top flight jobs than most managers have in their entire life. Um, but in all seriousness, it's a really enjoyable read. Uh, I bought that for £4.99 on my phone from Apple Books. Uh, other online emporiums are available. Uh, elsewhere, Ryan Batty13 gets in touch on Twitter. Um, remember that we are on Twitter as FM Pod Athletic. Uh, Ryan gets in touch. He recommends Leading by Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, which I don't think I've read, so I'll have to have a look at that. And On the Brink by The Athletic's own Simon Hughes. Uh, I, I mean, I hope it's The Athletic Simon Hughes and not Cricket Simon Hughes or The Liberal Democrat Simon Hughes, but it, it sounds sounds like it'd be legit. I've read Simon's books on Liverpool through the uh, the, the 90s and, and beyond, and they're brilliant. So well worth a look at that. On the Brink by Simon Hughes and Leading by Sir Alex Ferguson. Now, that is every bit of our time used up. Remember, you can now follow on Twitter at FM Pod Athletic. You can read about Football Manager on The Athletic. And you can, of course, like and subscribe and review in all the usual places. Uh, but I'm not going to nag about that for ages because you guys came through for me like bloody legends. This has been the Football Manager Show by The Athletic. I've been speaking to Alex Pitt and Ben Mouncer. Your producer was Cornelius Mendes. See you next week.